Welcome to the Eerie First Podcast, the weekly message series featuring Pastor Nicole Schreiber. 2021 is winding down and unbelievably, it's almost 2022. Today we're joined by Pastor Adam Blazik, the youth pastor and prayer lead here at Erie First. Pastor Adam's going to remind us today about the ways that our everyday actions predict the outcomes in our lives. And with an eye towards the new year, he's going to encourage us to take the opportunity of this new year to make new choices and pull our lives closer to God. So let's get started today. Here's Pastor Adam. My name is Pastor Adam. I am so uh, honored to be able to share a message from the Word of God to the children of God. Um, Man, I just love you. I love you. God loves you. And I just love and honor the people of God. So I'm going to pray and then we'll begin. Father, I thank you for your presence in this place, Lord. I thank you that you have come and rested in this house. So, Father, I ask for your grace to share your word and that you'd open every heart and transform us. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we are approaching the very end of 2021, next Sunday will be 2022. I know that's crazy to believe. But as we look ahead to the new year, I believe that this message of seed, plant, and harvest could change your life far more than a New Year's resolution. Um, I don't know what your track record is in New Year's resolutions. Mine is not very good. Maybe yours is transforming. But I believe the Word of God and this principle that we're going to cover and learn about today could transform your life maybe far more than a hopeful change that you're going to do on your own. This is a practical and spiritual principle that operates in God's government. And so actually, if, even if you didn't, even if you hated God, even if you didn't follow Jesus Christ, this message, this law still applies to every human because we all live under the government of God Almighty. Now, I know we all love the Lord in this house, so it's, it's so important for us to understand this as well. Real quick, by a raise of hands, is anyone a gardener or farmer in the house? Okay, we got some gardeners and farmers, so you're going to really understand this message very well, and if I uh, veer off track or anything, talk to me after the service and be like, that's not how things work. But I'm going to cover a passage from Galatians chapter 6, so if you have your Bible, please open up to Galatians chapter 6. If you don't have your Bible, you should bring your Bible next week to church. I mean, it's a, it's a, this thing is the most important thing, the Word of God. So we're going to go to Galatians chapter 6. If you don't have your Bible, that's okay. Um, We're going to look up on the screen here. In Galatians chapter 6, it says, do not be deceived. So that's a powerful start to this, this scripture. Gets your attention. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Nobody's tricking God or finessing the Lord. No one's getting around God. Do not be deceived. Don't fool yourself. I'm not going to fool myself. I don't want anyone here. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. And then let's see what we're talking about. This is a man or a woman reaps what they sow. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. So today we want to talk about The law of sowing and reaping. The law of sowing and reaping. So to sow something, S-O-W, to sow is to plant 
Something either physically, like a seed, or spiritually. Something you do, you sow either into the soil or into the spirit. To reap is to harvest or to receive something, that which was sown. So to reap it is to, to, to harvest and receive what you have sown, whether good or bad. So as a Christian, as a born-again believer, a child of God, the Lord expects you to realize what you are planting in your life or your soil, you could say. And he wants us to realize what we are also letting other people plant in our life's soil. So that's what I want to talk about today is just <clears throat> to get our awareness to this principle that's functioning already in every single one of your lives and in my life. But if we could really learn how to live in this and, and utilize it <clears throat> through the word of God, our year in 2022 can look entirely different than maybe the past year looked for you. So I want to discuss three different sowers, three different types of sowers. And I'm going to ask you, which one are you? You don't have to answer out loud. There's an ignorant sower. They have no idea what they're sowing, but they sow. There's a rebellious sower or a deceived sower. And there's a wise sower. So I brought some almonds. Who here likes almonds? Maybe you could see me after service. Some hands went back real quick. I went up in the back real quick. They're like, yes, I need a snack this morning. Okay, so I brought some almonds today. I'm going to get one out or two. I'm not going to eat them in front of you. <clears throat> okay, so we would think of this as a snack, right? Most people eat, eat these as a snack, maybe a nut you would call it. If you, if you didn't know, if you germinate this and put it in the soil and take care of it, an almond tree will begin to grow. This is a seed. So sometimes in life, we don't even know that what we got in front of us is a seed. We might just think it's a snack. It just tastes good. But you need to realize it's actually, it's something's growing out of it too. Okay, so if I had no idea that this was, you probably can't see this, but that's okay. It's an almond. If, you, if, you had, if I had no idea this is an almond, and it germinated and it planted and grew up, with, with me having no idea, would that change the harvest of what will grow out of this? Just nod your head or shake your head. No, so me being ignorant does not change the law of reaping what you sow. Let me relate it to you. Maybe come to your front door. Not knowing how harmful it is to your soul and your spirit, watching your favorite Netflix show that has blatant immorality or maybe filthy language or crude humor, not having, being ignorant of what that does to you does not change the harvest that it's bringing in your life. I'm going to tell you a quick story. <clears throat> Probably a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, my wife and I started to watch on Netflix a comedy show. It's very, very, very popular. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to condemn anyone, but I'm going to tell you what the Lord showed me. It's a, it's a, it's a comedy, very popular, and... The man who makes it very funny, the main character, is so like blatantly oblivious to, let's say, his racism. 
around the people he's acting around, he's being super racist to the point where you're like, you're like, oh my, like, or he's being so proud and just totally like you, no one would ever actually say that, but he's saying those things and he's doing those things. And if you get caught up in the show, it was, I was laughing at those things. Now, if you took me outside of maybe this show that I'm, this entertainment, there's no way I'm laughing at racism. There's no way I'm laughing at being so proud. I know what the Bible says about those things. But as I'm watching this show, very popular, some of you may, might have watched it. We watched maybe like three or four episodes or like 20 minutes each. And then uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I was like, oh, it's not a spiritual moment in my life, but the Lord is talking to me right now. And the Holy Spirit said, I never laugh at sin. And it hit me. The Lord said, I never, not once, laugh at sin. And in that moment, I realized what I was sowing, this show that I was watching, it was pleasing my flesh. And the scripture says, don't be deceived, God's not mocked. If you sow to that flesh and you're laughing at sin and it's funny, but you know, I'm, I wouldn't do that, but I would laugh at that. I've now partnered in that and there's a harvest coming up in my life. And so I quickly said to my wife, Leah, we can't watch this anymore. I'm, I told her what the Lord said and I just said, and since that day, we've never watched that show again. And so maybe there's something in your mind that's coming up right now the Holy Spirit's bringing to you. We don't want to be ignorant of what we are sowing in our lives. Maybe it's horror movies or shows. The literal plot of the show might be death. Now, when I read my Bible, God is the God of the living and not of the dead. We don't want to be ignorant of what we are sowing. If I don't know that the steady stream of godless music in my ears, if I don't know that's affecting my spirit, it does not change that it's affecting my spirit. It just means I'm ignorant to the fact that the music that has nothing to do with Jesus or God at all, maybe it's actually the opposite of the message of the gospel and of God, is really damaging. There's harvests coming up in my life. I'm, I'm reaping things. Maybe I don't want to reap because of what I'm sowing. But if I'm ignorant to the power of music and what it does in your soul and spirit, it doesn't change that you'll reap those things still. If I don't understand, or maybe you don't understand reading the tabloids or newspapers or magazines, but I leave my, the word of God, my Bible in the drawer, I'm, not, I'm maybe not thinking of it intentionally, but I am sowing to the spirit or to the flesh and not to the spirit of God. <clears throat> if I could tell you maybe, if I could tell you all about your Enneagram number, or if I could tell you all about the Los Angeles Lakers season, or if I could tell you all about the NFL's statistical leaders, or the newest fashion trend, or the newest TikTok challenge, but I am clueless to the word of God I am being ignorant of the law of sowing and reaping in my life. And I don't want that for any, any person in this room, any, any Christian. I'm not condemning anyone. I'm not judging you. I'm not your judge. I'm saying I want us to be aware and wise to what we're sowing, what we're putting our time to, and what's the harvest of those things in our lives. Okay, so we'll move to the next type of sower, the rebellious or maybe the deceived sower. So let's say I knew deep down this was an almond, but I chose in my rebellion to say, no, I'm going to believe this 
here is an apple seed. And then I began to tell everyone around, hey, check this out. This is an apple seed right here. Yeah, I got it straight from an apple. And I started to rebel against the truth of what this is. Would that change what will come up when this gets planted into the ground? Will an apple tree now come up? Nod your head with me. No way. So rebellion or deception does not change the law of reaping what you sow. So maybe those who are biologically born a male but decide to be a female, it doesn't change what they'll reap in their life. We don't get to choose the rules of the harvest. We have to understand and use wisdom with what we're reaping, what we're sowing. We don't want to be a person who knows, I know that's sin, but I'm going to rationalize against it and I'm going to keep sowing it, hoping that it will, you know, the outcome will change. I did that, I know I did that when I was not walking with the Lord. I said, well, I can do this because of that. And I look back at my life and see, wow, I, I was reaping a bad harvest a lot because I just didn't want to acknowledge the truth of if I do this, that will happen. <clears throat> the last person, the last sower is a wise, a wise sower. A wise person would gain understanding as to what kind of seed this was. And then they plant it accordingly. I would learn how in the world does an almond seed grow well? What type of soil? How often should I water it? Does it need direct sunlight? I would learn about the seeds and sow them accordingly. Proverbs 4, verse 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. We're talking about the main thing. This is God talking. This is therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. In all you're getting, get understanding. So wisdom sows rightly. Wisdom sows rightly and it reaps a favorable harvest. There's good news. We can sow rightly and we can reap many blessings from God. That's his intention is that we understand. In Hosea 4, 6, it says, God says to his people, my people perish for lack of understanding or for lack of knowledge. This is God saying, I don't want them to perish. They're perishing because they just don't even know. And so we want to be a people of the word, a people who know our God, who know what's going on, and we live properly, and we can display Jesus Christ so much better in that place. We want to know the power of our words. The power of life and death is in, a, in the tongue. We want to know that the eye is the lamp to the body. So what I'm bringing in, if it's darkness, it's going to change, and my whole body will be darkness. We want to know that whatever I enter into enters into me. All right, whatever you enter into enters into you. So what type of entertainment are you watching? It might seem basic to you, but many people, myself included, there are many people who have sown terrible seeds throughout their lives, and then they wonder why bad harvests come up. And actually, this is what Satan loves to do, is get you to sow a bunch of bad seeds and then accuse God of the bad things that are happening because of what you sowed. And then all of a sudden we're accusing God and the Lord is like, I don't want that for you. I want you to stop sowing that. Please, Adam, don't do that anymore. 
I'm not bringing that to you. That's just, you're in the government of God. I can't not give that to, that's, that's the harvest. <clears throat> now I want to cover something real quick so we don't, we get a full picture of this. Not everything, not every bad thing is a result of a seed you sown. So don't think like every, I don't want someone in here who maybe has lost a child to go home and be like, wow, what seed did I sow for God? No, that's not the case. We need to understand we are in a spiritual war. We are living in a place in the world where Satan is the God of this world, lowercase g, where he steals, kills, and destroys all of the time. Bad things just happen in this world. Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world, you will have trouble. So what I want to, to get across to you to start your new year differently is to realize, okay, these things, some of these things are just bad and I just need to keep trusting the Lord and walking with God and keeping the protection of the armor of God on. But some of these things are of my own doing and I want to change that. So in 2022, Satan's not going to stop attacking, but he's not going to have, I'm not going to help him out. We're not going to help the enemy out anymore and, and give him permission and footholds and, and agreements with him and bring him into our lives and then wonder, God, why are you not protecting me? And the Lord's like, I want to protect you. I want you to live with wisdom, walk in the spirit of God. <clears throat> Who's motivated to grow in the knowledge of God in, in the new year? Is anyone out there? Praise God. Praise God. We, I don't, nobody wants to be deceived or ignorant, right? Nobody wants to. No one's choosing that. Okay, to, to cement how important this principle is, we're going to quickly go back to the very beginning of time in the book of Genesis. So if you have your Bibles, you can go to Genesis. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 2. And we're going to find our creator God revealing this law of sowing and reaping right from the start. Maybe you've read this a lot and never noticed it. And he's also revealing his character from the very beginning of time. It's in Genesis chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 8 and 9. It says, now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east. The Lord's planting. Hmm. And there he put a man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. So if you ever wondered, did God just say, bam, trees, be? Nope. He's planted and the tree grew up. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. When you eat from it, he's introducing to Adam, Adam, when you sow that seed, if you eat from this tree, you will surely die. That's the harvest. So God, from the very beginning, this is one of the very first things he's speaking to mankind. He's introducing this principle to say, hey, you're living in my earth, my creation. This is how it works. If you do this, Adam, this is the result. This is what you will reap if you eat from that tree, you will certainly die. And we all know Adam and Eve found out that that government is true, is real. 
So in Genesis 2, God is showing us a few things of who he is. He's showing us that he's just. Amen? God is just. The scripture actually says that his throne is founded upon righteousness and justice. So this is the character, the foundation of the authority, the rulership. God's throne means kingship. This is his government, is righteousness and justice. That means there are consequences. Sowing and reaping does not mean God is evil, even if the outcome is wickedness. If someone's sowing a bunch of bad things and they reap wickedness, that doesn't mean God is wicked and he put the wickedness on them. It just means he's just, and if they sow those things, that will happen. And this is great news, actually. (laughs) Every sane person in this room is thankful for our judicial system when it works properly in America. If someone, and this happens way too often, but if there was a shooter that enters into a school or something like that, and they take people's lives, each one of us, because we're in the image of God, we say there needs to be justice. We need to find that person, and he needs to be in prison for life. That's the justice of God. That's revealing that God is just. In our, in our law, if you do this, these are the... This is what happens. There's sowing and reaping even in America. If you sow and go over the speed limit, you will reap a ticket, et cetera, et cetera. There's all different types. The second thing that this Genesis introduction when God is showing things to Adam in the garden, God is just and God is of order. God is order. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33, it says that God is the God of order not of chaos. God creates with intelligent design that leads to order. I mean, we can look at our world. It's a reflection of our creator. So hear this. The government of God reveals the goodness of God. The government of our God that we live in and every person lives in, it actually reveals his goodness. That's one of the ways that whenever someone stands before God, they can't say, well, you do. He said, you've lived in my government. The scripture says the Lord makes the sun to shine on the righteous and the wicked. He's good to all people. His government reveals his goodness. If God were cruel like some people think he was, then the earth would have been made totally different than what we live in today. We would be living in total chaotic suspense if God was actually cruel. Maybe the enemy has lied to you and tried to get you to believe that over something that Bad that has happened. But if God was really cruel, the world would not be like it is. The law of sowing and reaping actually gives us peace. If we can understand this law, this is, by the way, the book of Proverbs is like full of teaching you of the laws of sowing and reaping. But if we can understand that, if we can get wisdom and fear of the Lord, man, we can really enjoy and have an abundant life here on the earth. Before we meet the Lord. If God was cruel, you would go and plant, some of you farmers would go plant a field of corn and you would come up, come back, and soybeans would be coming out of the earth. And you would be like, why are there soybeans? I planted for corn. But God's like, ha, I'm cruel. You had no idea that was going to happen. No, God is, he's good. There's order. So if you plant that, you'll get it. If God was cruel, you would go on a strict New Year's diet and eat so healthy, and you would gain 90 pounds of fat. 
Some people really think God is cruel. There's no way. He's like, if you eat healthy and do those things and exercise, your body will feel so good and healthy. That's how good our God is. His government reveals his goodness. So I want to finish today's message back in Galatians chapter 6. As image bearers of God living under God's government, there's good news. You, each one of you, have the ability to sow rightly. You have the ability to change the way your life looks because you're in the image of God. And you can sow in the right way according to God's word and your life can look totally different than it does today. I promise you that. God's, his system, his government doesn't change. Doesn't matter who you are. Some people, even some people who don't like God understand this. They call it different things. They call it maybe karma or different understandings. That's why a lot of rich people, they give a lot. They understand if you sow and you give, God's government returns those things. You get to choose what you sow and ultimately reap. That's good news. So we want to cover how, a few steps, how to sow for eternal life. Galatians 6 said, if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap destruction. If you sow to the spirit, you'll reap eternal life. Now, if you're in here today, you're like, I want to know, how do I sow to reap eternal life? I don't want destruction in my life. I'm sure you don't either. The first thing we have to do is understand the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It even reveals the law of sowing and reaping. We'll go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. The scripture says that God made him, Jesus Christ, he made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What does that mean? That means that Jesus' life on the earth like we lived, he sowed absolutely perfectly, perfectly. He never sinned once. So he reaped eternal life. But we, on the other hand, we sinned a lot. We sowed very bad to the point where we are to reap eternal death. We are to reap the judgment of God. The wrath of God is what we deserve. But there's good news. My Lord Jesus Christ, he stepped in and said, Adam, I'm going to reap your harvest. He's talking to you today. He said, I'm going to reap your harvest. That thing, you're like, I don't want that. I don't want that. How do I get out of that? I'm telling you good news today. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus reaped your bad harvest. Through your faith in him and your repentance, Jesus, he bore the wrath of God on the cross. And he rose from the dead to defeat that. And the good news is he bore, he reaped my harvest so I could reap his. So I get to take the righteousness of Christ. I get to take eternal life. All that Jesus earned and paid for and bought with his blood, I get to receive. That is a beautiful truth. It it becomes more powerful when we understand this law of sowing and reaping. The gospel comes alive and you're like, wow, thank you, Jesus. You have stopped a bad harvest from coming into my life of eternal death. I don't have to worry about that anymore. And you don't have to either if you would accept Jesus and be born again. Oh, that's good news. So we got to understand that if we want to 
sow correctly if we want to sow to eternal life. The second thing we got to do is stop sowing to please your flesh. It does no good to receive this beautiful gift of eternal life and then just go back to sowing poorly throughout the rest of our life, days on the earth. We have to stop. We have to understand God is not mocked. Paul is writing to Christians. He's not writing to unbelievers. The church of Galatia, he had to tell this message and say, yo, guys, please understand God's not mocked. Yes, you are forgiven and born again, but if you keep sowing poorly, you're going to reap destruction in your life. And you're going to wonder why God's letting all these bad things happen. We got to stop sowing to please the flesh. You got to realize the harmful effects of what you're listening to, of what you're watching, of what you're reading, of who you're around, the people that are sowing into your life. If they're sowing to your flesh, get out, run, leave from that person in that situation, that relationship. Stop letting other people sow bad seeds in your life and stop doing it to ourselves. Now I want to touch on this. So hear me when I say this. If you have bad harvest that you're thinking, oh boy, you've accepted Jesus, but you've been sowing badly to the flesh. There's good news. The blood of Jesus, it covers you from the harvest that's coming. Just like the Israelites, when they put the blood over the door, they were covered from that harvest coming from the angel of death. So if you have bad harvest in your life, I'm encouraging you to pray today and say, Father, I repent of doing that, watching that, saying that, being a part of that, whatever it might be. Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over those bad seeds. Lord, I thank you that you cancel those out so I don't have to reap that. I don't want that. To repent is to turn 180 degrees. So that means I don't want that harvest. You gotta really believe and say, God, I don't want that. I repent, I plead your blood, Lord Jesus. The blood is powerful, my brothers and sisters. There's life in the blood. There's forgiveness in the blood. So repent, plead the blood of Jesus over the bad seeds you've sown. God will wipe them. <laughs> so understand the power of the gospel. Stop sowing to please your flesh. Understand that God's word is perfect seed. God's word is perfect seed. Jesus said in Luke 8, verse 11, he said, the seed is the word of God. When he's teaching the parable of the sower, the Lord said, the seed is the word of God. So we got to know and sow God's word in your life. You got to know it and then sow it. Doesn't do any good to get it all up in your head and you don't use it and, and declare it and proclaim the word with faith and say, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm going to trust the power of the word of God. Man, I, I just pray that we can grasp as the people of God the power of his word. And Jeremiah 23 says, the word of God, this is God talking about his word, it's like a hammer that shatters rock. It's like a fire is what God said his word is like. In the New Testament, the word is like a double-edged sword. It pierces the soul and the spirit. If you need something to pierce and get that stuff out of your soul and spirit, it's the word of God. The word of God is a light to my path, a lamp to my feet. The word of God is my sustenance. The scripture says man cannot live on bread alone, but on every word from the mouth of God. We have to understand 
Brothers and sisters, we got to get how powerful the Word of God is. Don't play around with God's Word. Don't waste time reading other things if you don't understand the Word and wonder why life is tough. Life is good with Jesus. It's not easy, but it's good. Hallelujah. Jesus said, everyone who exalts themselves will be humbled. Okay, so I understand if I'm exalting myself, I'm sowing a seed to be humbled by God. So I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to humble myself. Now, this is not our motive is to get good things, but we're understanding. So we see, oh, that's, man, God wants to exalt me. He wants to lift me up and use me when I humble myself so I can lead people to Jesus. The word of God in Proverbs 19, 15, it says that laziness leads to lack. So if I sow a seed of laziness and I don't get a job and I don't do anything, God's saying, hey, I'm not giving you things. You're not just going to get a bailout. The word of God says that generous generosity leads to prosperity. These are Jesus' words, not mine. So if it's hitting you, take it up with the Lord. He said, given, it'll be given to you. Pressed down, overflowing. He said, according to the measure that you give, it'll be given to you. That's the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. So now we understand. I'm not just tithing and giving because I'm supposed to and I don't want to get in trouble by God. I'm saying, wow, Lord, I want to sow into your kingdom. I want to sow into these people that are working, these missionaries. I want to sow into these, these biblical teachers that are helping me. I'm not just going to watch their videos on YouTube. I'm going to sow into their ministry because I know, Lord, that if I sow into that, then you're going to bring blessings in my life. Again, I'm not doing it to get money. I'm doing it because I understand the law and government of God, and it can change my life. The scripture says that honoring your parents, kids, let me get your focus as I close today. The scripture says that honoring your parents will lead to long life, and it'll go well with you. That's a promise from God. And the last thing is to start sowing to please the Spirit of God. What does that look like? It means forgive. It means you have to forgive. That's sowing to please the Spirit. You'll reap eternal life. You won't regret forgiving that person. It means be kind. It means be selfless. That's sowing to please the Spirit. It means be generous. It means love other people. It means worship God, not just on Sunday morning. Worship Him. That's sowing to please the Spirit. Live your faith out. That's sowing to please the Spirit of God. So next week is going to be 2022. Will you begin to cultivate the soil of your life with good seed this new year? What will you sow? God's not going to be mocked. And good news, God wants you to reap beautiful harvests. God wants you to reap beautiful harvest in your life, harvest of righteousness, harvest of peace, harvest of joy. That's your portion as the children of God. So I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for your word. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you teach us your word. We don't have to do it on our own. It's not intellect, Lord. You reveal those things. So I pray, Father, that at Erie First Assembly of God, that you would breathe out a spirit of wisdom and revelation to your word. God, that we would understand and live according to it. And I thank you for the ways that you're going to pour out your love and your goodness on your children 
in 2022. We bless you, God. We worship you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you for listening to the Eerie First Podcast. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it with your friends. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit eeriefirst.org for all our latest news, announcements, and information. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.